This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs live here. And losers tonight, 7-3 to the Tampa Bay Lightning, so trailing the series one game to none. Welcome to Leafs Game Night, the postgame show live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, uh, Frank Corrado, and Jimmy Ralph to uh, go over this thing. And, and Ralphie, I'm going to start off with, because you've got immediate recall, uh, have they played this bad this year? This was uh, yeah, the, uncharacteristic. I, yeah, Joe and I were talking about it. I mean, we can talk about the penalties and being undisciplined, but it was really the start. Yes, you know you you spot them a two nothing lead and you don't do it to their top guys, and that's what scares you. You're going, oh no! They didn't defend the, the big the big kids haven't gotten out of school yet, <laughs> and you're already down two nothing. And then, you know, obviously the uh, the penalties they take end up compounding it. And you know, especially when you get back to the point where you're you're within a goal and the crowd's going nuts, and then the penalties again, and and they. We're justified, although I, I do think the David Kampf penalty that led to Braden Point's first power play goal, it was a good penalty to take because Patrick Maroon was wide open back door. So at least it was a penalty that, that took away a scoring opportunity for Tamp as opposed to one in the offensive zone like Bunting took. Well, and, and even that penalty for Kampf, that's one of those ones where you're looking at the call and you're like, I guess, but it's not a great call. And then yeah. Luke Shen actually set a, a record tonight. He's the first player to ever cross-check someone with one well, hand on his stick. So yeah, that's a he, new one. He didn't use his stick for the cross-check. No, 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 he, no, used, no, no, he had I mean, one we, hand on his stick, yeah. and he pushed him, and he got a cross-checking penalty yeah. with, with the free hand. So I've never seen that one yeah. before. And you know what? There, were, there was another one. Like I said, for the most part, I think the penalties were deserved. But the, there was another one after the camp penalty. Mitch Marner going to the left-wing boards for a loose puck that he would have been able to clear and was interfered with, and there was no call. And then Brayden Point right after that scored. On the power play, that yeah. was the kind, of, well, the kind of one where you said, "Okay, if, if we'll say even if you you want to change Luke Shen's penalty to interference as opposed to a cross check, sure, you know, if you want to say, okay, he sure. makes contact, the guy goes down, fine, but but to me, very subtly, that was such an important play that Marner's about probably ten feet from the puck, it's pushed off the puck, Tampa keeps it in, and seconds later, it's in the back, and then you're going, wait, you know, if that's four on four. Now it's four on four, and it's it's a one goal game. So anyway, but yeah. you know that's sort of grasping yeah. at straws because I think when you look at a seven three score, it's pretty it's pretty hard to say that <laughs> well, one that one non call. No, no, exactly. Uh, and, and we can talk about the penalties all we want, and we can all agree that the officiating was not good tonight. It was not good both ways. Michael Bunting draws a penalty where he takes a dive on Eric Chernak, yep. and he's he's playing with house money at that Let point. Him back though. Well, did he ever? Oh. But oh. <laughs> getting away from the penalties because we can all agree the officiating wasn't great, you can't start the game the way they did. The no. amount of giveaways they had early on in that game, I was not expecting. And I can understand being a little bit nervous, and maybe you're a little jittery, so maybe you have a giveaway or two here and there. But then to lose every single battle, then to not make a hit, like the first goal, the, the, the Belmar goal, oh. it's a giveaway by Aston Reese. then Justin Hall completely misses Corey Perry behind the net, and he lets him walk right out in front, and you're thinking... Okay, like you need to make some body contact here. Yeah. Like I, I understand the jitters, I get that, but the body contact, the battles, that's what's unacceptable early in the game. Yeah, and and I, I thought they rebounded to an extent. It looked like they started to get their legs, and then as we say, the penalty trouble really cost them. But it, um, you know, sometimes, and and I'm not. This isn't a prediction that oh boy, this is the greatest thing to happen for the Leafs. But sometimes getting blown out isn't the worst thing. 
in a playoff series. Sometimes Especially you know early. what? You can lose, you know, lose the way Edmonton did, where you end up, uh, you know, you blow a two-goal lead in the third period and lose in overtime. I think that is sometimes a little tougher to get over. At least you go through this game and you say, you know what? There's no sense Throw it sitting, all sitting down yeah. and dissecting. Like what we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. we, we've got every, some time to fill. Yeah, every, every, every moment of the game to say that, uh, you know, this is what, uh, uh, this is the reason we lost, and this is what we got to do. There's many of those reasons. Yeah, there, there's too many. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's, and the other side of that, and, you know, because there were so many that he didn't have a chance on, Elia Samsonov could have been the difference to bail them out until they settled down and, and wasn't. His rebound control he seemed to be struggling with, although it was a scrambly game in front of him, and a lot of the goals were sort of off broken plays and, and rebounds. And, he falls and guys, into that category, right, yeah. of guys that were nervous, not necessarily yeah. looking confident or comfortable to start the game. And, Jimmy, I looked over at you one time. I'm like, how off his angle was he on that one? There was a oh, rebound yeah. that squirted out, and it looked like his chest was facing the, the, yeah. the snack yeah. bar in the corner. Yeah, and even yeah. the Kucherov call, and I mean, and Kucherov can, can hammer it, and it was a great shot the one-timer late in the first period, but, but it hit the middle of the net. Right, yeah. You know, so, and, and again. They, they were know, all off. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to take one guy and, and say this is the reason or this one no. play was the reason. Uh, basically, what we go over is the multitude of reasons uh, that they ended up at the wrong time, uh, wrong side of the score sheet tonight. Yeah, look, they didn't defend. Uh, and, you know, I don't know how many nights we would have said that in the past. Thirteen seconds in, they do a stretch pass for an icing, and I, and I just looked and went, what, thirteen seconds in, you're giving the puck away." You looked at me right away because yeah. we we don't see that very. No. Like they are when they're playing their best hockey. If you're watching it on a TV screen, you'll see five blue sweaters in the screen. Like, they're very close. They're very compact. There's a lot of support. There wasn't a lot of support tonight. And it no. felt like there was one guy trying to do the lion's share of the work, and then there was no one there. And Tampa would get their second player in a little quicker, and they were able to get through the neutral zone way easier than Toronto. It seemed like Toronto was skating through mud in the neutral zone. It just seemed like... They weren't connected. No, they weren't connected, and it, Tampa Bay was right on top of them. And for however difficult it was for Toronto, it was that much easier for Tampa Bay to gain a- entry into the Leaf zone. They would attack off the rush. They would basically set up their posture in the offensive zone, and that was it for the first period until, like you said, Ralphie, the Leafs found a way to get back into the game, and the power play does that. And uh, But then... You know, we, we go over the timeline, and then we, we kind of know what happens when the undisciplined penalties start. But I agree with you. It's better to have a game like this now. This is your wake-up call, and it's early yep. in the series. And I would imagine there's some conversations happening in that room right now where people are addressing certain things that happen in this game that, yeah, are, that are not acceptable. And let's not forget, the, the Leafs killed off a five-minute major in game one last year. They won 5 nothing. And everyone was absolutely giddy that this was going to be a cakewalk based on the score of, of game number one in the series. And um, obviously that's not the case. But the Leafs have now put themselves in a position where you've, you've got a must-win game. You know, you know, even if you drop the first two on the road, you could always have that comfort of coming home. And Joe and I actually brought up the 93 series between the Red Wings and the Leafs where they lost 6-3 and 6-2 in Detroit. Everybody thought this was a blowout. I mean... This is an entirely different circumstance. These these aren't the underdog Leafs of the 90s, but it um, it shows that uh, you know there, there's a lot of swings and and even with Tampa, I'm sure they're uh, they're thrilled to win Game One in the way they did it. But if you think of that dressing room, they're saying this is over. 
No, no that's that's why they're champions. Is exactly. They realize that you know, come game two, uh, the battle is back, and uh, they're. And, and I'll tell you exactly what John Cooper is going to say to the media. We expect their best game in game two. Absolutely, because yeah, because because well, that, uh, that's really because it needs to happen. And, and there's residue. I mean, at least there's three guys hurt there on Tampa that if they don't come back and. Uh, you know, it's hard to know if they will. I mean, there's there's two. Uh, it look, looks like two concussions, and I don't know what Edmonds' problem was, but but those are significant losses. They went with four defensemen tonight for for the second half of that game. Yeah, but they're also a team that won a Stanley Cup without Steven Stamkos. They're, they're a team that that for them they might embrace this. This might actually for Tampa be okay. Core guys, all right. Here's adversity now yeah. in game one, and even though we're down, and everybody wants to say now we're going to be in trouble because of the injuries. That's why these guys have gone to the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. They're not going to be faced by it. It's going to be, if anything else, well, we've got even more resolve to be successful and put this away and get those guys back healthy. So um, I, I always think it's such a dangerous thing to think you've got an advantage because of who's not playing in the other lineup because we've seen so often, even when the Leafs went to the conference finals against Carolina, and they lost Sundin, they lost Darcy Tucker, right. uh, they lost a lot of very important pieces, and everybody, oh, they're done. And no, they get through the Islander series, beat Ottawa again, and um, you know, I think it was three overtime losses to Carolina. That uh, that had them out in the conference finals. So, and you know, a big goal even by the though, O-Dog. even though, uh, O'Dog didn't he score when he was with Carolina? I remember Brindamore. <laughs> anyway, that's I'm uh, sure he did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he did. I have I have a vivid memory of watching it as a kid. <laughs> okay, it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah. yeah, didn't want to stiff him. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. He, he said hi to me on an elevator once. He That's said, nice. That's pretty nice. That's nice. <laughs> it's it's hard to know what the conversations are are like in the dressing rooms right oh, now. Boy. We can imagine, right? Like for for Tampa, it's exactly what you said. Like they are probably saying it's a great game. We did what we needed to do. It's done. It's done. There, we're expecting a bigger effort. And for Toronto. There needs to be something there where guys take it personally, but it shows on the ice. It's one thing to go in your room in your room after, take off your equipment, and be so mad and so upset and want to put your fist through a wall or something like that. But at the end of the day, how does that translate onto the ice? Like, how does that translate for Austin Matthews to take over a game or Mitch Marner? Like, he Mitch Marner tonight, you can tell when he's struggling because he he looks for this high flip all the time. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not the Mitch Marner that we've known as one of the best right-wingers in the league. We know Mitch Marner is the guy off the rush who's so dangerous and who, who can attack, who has developed this shot and this playmaking ability. Instead of rushing. Well, you know, and that's what I mean, the, yeah, the flip, yeah, it's sort of, of a rush. Yeah, it's because not... instead of just standing there with your feet planted thinking, I got to high flip this thing because I got to get it out or I got to get off the ice. Like, there was, there was a lot of that tonight, and there just wasn't a lot of play driving from the Leafs. And so... Like my, the challenge in there is going to be how do you take this personally, but how does that apply onto the ice, and how can you channel that in the best way to win a game? Because you're you're looking best case scenario a split on home ice right now. Like there's a lot of time left in this series, and there's a lot of hockey to be played, but that's only if you win the next game. Like it's very very yeah. important now, and it seems very obvious to say it, but when you say it out loud, it kind of puts things into perspective of of how quick this could be over. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, you you look last night, both teams in the East won game one at home, both teams in the West lost game one at home, and, and that does, you know, and, and, you know, if you open on the road, everybody says the same thing. We we like a split, 
unless you win the first one. Then you want to get selfish <laughs> yeah. and uh, and try to take it back. So um, from a lease standpoint, I'm, and, I, and I realize, because we've said this so often, uh, the regular season means absolutely nothing. I think Corey Perry was 20 games without a goal yeah. to finish the regular season. He scores. Belmar, I think, was 15 or 16 without a goal. Yeah. So, so yes, we we do That's acknowledge thing, we do acknowledge that it's a doozy. But the, the the one thing that the Leafs have been able to do throughout the regular season, anyway, was as soon as you started to say they're in trouble, they bounced back. They did. And it was usually they the did. trouble was against a weaker team, and then they would yeah. bounce back against a better team. So, they're it, it's been in their DNA to be able to to ba- bounce back and. But like we said, uh, you're up against a team that, you know, even if Tampa doesn't quite have the energy or, or, or the resolve or, or even get the breaks to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, they're sure as hell good enough to win a playoff series. There's everything that could have gone wrong tonight went wrong for this team. And they can look at it that way and they can go in the room and say, hey, we'll just be better. It's a little bit of a reset. Wash or, it. Or yeah. there's, yeah, you wash it away. That's all fine and dandy. But they absolutely cannot start the way they started tonight because when you get scored on by the fourth line and your goaltender's not feeling it and your top players aren't playing well and your defensemen are giving the puck away, I don't care how good or, or how personal you take it, you're not going to win the next game. That's no. the bottom line. And I, I think it was about the four-minute mark before the Leafs controlled the puck in the Tampa Bay zone. They couldn't get through the you neutral know. zone. Yeah, it was, like it was four minutes before they actually got into the zone and set up. And had any kind of uh, offensive puck possession, and and again, I mean that's where you give Tampa credit. Uh, they come in and and you know it's the lesser lights that start things off. You got yeah. Belmar and Sorelli um, open the score in front. Sorelli, uh, I think, was 13 games yeah. without a goal coming in. So they come in and they get the secondary scoring first, and you know then the uh, the big boys uh, feast off the power play later on. So I mean the bottom line is the. Um, you know, if the Leafs get a, a five-minute power play and a full uh, five-on-three for two minutes, then um, you know I would like their chances even better yeah. in game two. So you you take that stuff away, and and let's face it, we'll, uh, Michael Bunny's going to get what at least a game. What do you think? Two? Yeah, well, I, I would imagine. Let's, let's go right to that because yeah. uh, whether he gets the suspension or not, but I think we we all agree it's probably one because just because of the nature of the call, it's an uh, intentional hit to the head. It's a match penalty. That's worth the review. Yeah, uh, and and so even if it's one game, when he comes back into the series, how do you prevent uh, him from being a, a problem with the officials? Well, that's uh, that's one of the things. Like, I, I think it's going to be two. You think it'll be two games? Yeah. I, I'm thinking one game, but regardless, he's probably going to get some kind of discipline here. Here's the issue now with Michael Bunting. It's not like he was playing like a house on fire heading into the playoffs. He was one of those guys where we were saying, okay, hopefully he finds it in the playoffs. Yeah, so now if he if he he's gonna come out of the lineup because he's probably gonna get suspended. So Matthew Nice comes in the lineup. What if you catch lightning in a bottle there? Like what if what if that's a guy and you're like, you'd love to have the problem, right? Like yeah. wouldn't you like yeah. to have that problem? Yeah. Also, how long is your leash gonna be with Samsonov now? Like, I know he's going to start game two, but it's a real conversation that probably yeah. needs to start happening as far as if you get off to a bad start in game two and you see he's uncomfortable and he's jittery and lets in, lets in another weak one or a couple weak ones, you're thinking... you got to make the move You quick. might yeah. have to. I had an NHL um, goalie coach text me during this, the game tonight, and he said they're probably going to need to go with Wall at some point. I'm not even yeah. joking. NHL goalie coach. Well, Joe and I had many conversations off there, and I think Jim or uh, you and I in the uh, the media room as well, where we said about four or five weeks ago, and it was before Matt Murray came back from the in- injury, 
saying if the game in Tampa, the second-last game of the season, isn't important, Joe Wall's got to play that game. Let him play in that building against that team because at that point he hadn't played a playoff team yet. Um, yeah. You know, in his career, actually, right. because he played in Winnipeg last year, the Islanders last year that missed, and uh, San Jose, and and it escapes me the uh, uh, the other stuff that he game. had. He had. Uh, but Nashville this year, they don't make the playoffs. But yeah. but anyway, I, I thought it was so important and how well he played in that building. And you 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 start to think afterwards. Okay, it was a nothing game, or was it? Hmm. Was this kind of some foreshadowing that good thing he got that opportunity? because you might need him. I, I think what he's really done is he's actually made this conversation that you could go with him based on the play. This isn't one of those that, hey, you're stuck with Samson off well, because not, you don't have any other option. Yeah. Joe Wall has at least, even though in a very small sample size, said, you know what, he's an option. If if you've got a turnaround that's not injury-related, that he played well enough that he might be the guy that – that can go on one of those Jordan bidding and rolls. Well, it's not a Hail Mary, basically. You're not just saying a prayer and saying, okay, go yeah. in net, man. We don't know what we're going to get. Like, you're probably going to yeah. get the Joe that's, Wall that you saw. It's not the, it's not the e-bug story that Disney's <laughs> trying to sign right that's now. That's right. Going, hey, yeah. you know what? Uh, how was university? Was it good? You want to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's a good goalie, and he's shown in, in the, yeah. the brief time that he's been here. There's just a sense of calm there now. We've said the same thing. This is the thing now. We've said the same thing about Samsonov. Looks calm in the net, great in tight, like inner slot save percentage, all that stuff. Tonight is a great example of how the pressure of the moment can get to you, regardless of how well you're playing coming in. And if that ever happens, like if it happens when Nice comes in the lineup, if it happens with if Wall, like those are the challenges and they're very real. And we just saw some of the best players in the world who play on the Leafs fail with that challenge tonight. Yeah, and for Samson, I've got to realize that if you do this long enough, there's only so many radio jobs. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, Ralphie, <laughs> thanks for hanging in. Thanks, boys. Let's, uh, let's hope we've, uh, by the end of Game 3, we're uh, talking about how they could close the series out in Game 5. Yeah. Yes, that would be nice. I don't know if there'd be any fact to it, but it'd be nice. <laughs> Jimmy, you had the first body check of the night tonight. Who was that? That was you. Two minutes and 20 seconds into the game, you gave me an elbow on your way to the ice cream fridge. That's right. Yeah. That was the first hit of the Leafs That was a Leafs bad game. start. That was a bad start. Well, we'll get into that next. <laughs> this is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena. 7-3 Tampa wins to take a one of the series lead. Jim Taddy and Frankie Corrado uh, going over this. Uh, so the one thing I want to say is been to a few playoff rodeos. And I don't think I've ever seen a building go from amped to quiet that fast. I we, mean, literally, yeah. when the when the the puck dropped, it, this place was lit up. And what what was the first goal? It was one eighteen in, not lit up. No, no, it it was amazing. Like the chatter in in Tampa Bay's room. We let's get the 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 crowd out of it, and they did a really good job oh, of that. And. Like I made a joke before we went to the break about you laying a body check on me up in the press box, but without a word of a lie, that was the only body check in the first three minutes of the game, and that's that's what everyone's saying in the room. Like, get yourself into the game somehow, some way. Either take a hit, receive a hit, and there was multiple opportunities on that shift where Belmar scores and Perry's coming around the net for guys to have a physical play. It's a freebie, it's a layup, they and no engaged. one takes it. No, and and that's the thing that's puzzling as far as how do you start a game like that? And yeah, you don't lose a game in the first shift you don't lose a series in game one but you can certainly set a tone that's supposed to follow for the rest of the game 
and we didn't have time to get into this with Ralphie. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this too, Jimmy. When Tampa's losing a game or they're about to lose a game, it turns into like a little bit of a gong show. It turns into a circus, a little oh, bit of a bloodbath, if you will. Absolutely. And the Leafs You're going to pay a price. Listen, the Leafs did a job tonight as far as being physical. I thought Jake McCabe laid an excellent oh. hit on Isimont. And oh, was a obviously, he, he leaves the game, and, and you don't want to see players wobble off the ice like that, but that's a clean hit. That's the, the kind of physical play you're looking for. Um, but, you know, as far as that battle level and that compete early in the game, where was that? And then late in the game, where's your kind of like you're making an, an investment here in a seven-game series. Don't you want to take a little bit of down with you? When Tampa loses a game like that in, in a, a, a lopsided score, it is a circus. And it wasn't like that for the Leafs. They kind of just said, okay, we're done here. We'll see you Thursday. Excuse the humor here, but in a non-negotiable situation, yes. they had an odd look in their own zone. It did have an odd look, Jimmy. It had a certain odor to it as yeah. well. And yeah. I'm sure Sheldon Keefe would be thinking the same thing because you kind of watch. Obviously, we have TV screens here, and we're watching to, to see the reactions after certain things that happen on the ice. And I, I get the sense that it's like he's almost in disbelief as far as what happened because all these coaches, all these players, everyone puts in a lot of work. Everyone really gets prepared. And when you see that preparation turn into that product on the ice, you start thinking, where did I go wrong here? How did they not grasp it? How did they not get the messaging or the communication as far as what was needed to do well in this game? And right from the drop of the puck, it wasn't there for the Leafs. And so I don't know how much going back to the drawing board it is for the coach. I also don't know how much of it is from the player's point of view, the, the the formula to win a game against Tampa is going to be the same. It's all about execution, and execution was not there tonight for this team. Routine plays, whether it was a D-to-D behind the net or trying to get a puck out um, in, the, in the defensive zone, it was like that seemed like very tall tasks for this team on multiple occasions. Yeah, look, you, you were talking about uh, they, they didn't connect earlier. Uh, to me, it, it was a, a look you would have seen – I want to say two to three, maybe even more, years ago. Uh, not something you would have seen at all this year. And, and you might have seen it once in a while last year, but not very often. And I'm talking about um, guy with the puck. Okay, well, oh, he's going to do it all, so we'll, we'll let him right, do it all. Right. It was weird that way because normally they feed off each other and there's, there's uh, a good connection and support. You saw none of that tonight. One of the biggest conversations you and I have had over the course of this season and where we've probably seen a lot of growth with this team, we've used the term ownership. A lot of other players lower in the lineup have taken ownership of this group, what it's supposed to be, how they can assert themselves in this lineup, and how maybe other players can have a big moment and chip in when the time is right. And to your point, tonight, it felt like I'm looking, if I'm a player on the ice, I'm looking at Austin Matthews and I'm saying, hey, take the puck, you got to do it tonight. Or I'm yeah. looking at Marner, I'm saying, you got to do it tonight. There were flashes where Willie Nylander was the best player on the ice, yeah. but it was, it was not enough time. Right, like, like he scores a great power play goal where he keeps a puck oh. in on the on the blue line, yeah. makes a world class play to protect it, and then all kinds of patience and scores a goal. And there's that flash, and there's one or two others, and you're like, okay, we need that. Plus, the players around you need to bring that ownership that they had throughout the rest of the season. And I, I know you need to win and lose with your best players. Obviously, you need them to outplay their best players. Where was the help lower in the lineup tonight? That fourth line that has been really good lately, you and I looked at each other and we said, that's the first time I've kind of noticed them in a positive right. way, and that was late in the third period. Yeah, that, that's uh, so true. So it broke down. When we come back, we'll talk about adjustments. This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 in the Leafs Radio Network. 
Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. 7-3, Tampa wins the opener, has a 1-0 series lead. Tough night for the Leafs, and it's pretty well summed up with Elias Samsonov's postgame. Let's listen in. Uh, it's a hard start for us, yeah. Uh, it's not uh, what we want to see after the first game. Uh, you know, easy to set, like, bad bounce, bad sh- you know, rebound or something, but this doesn't give a f- yeah, it's for losers. Uh, we need to get back tomorrow. And the uh, next game, this is just a one game for us. Uh, nothing one in the series. Uh, you know, we don't think about, you know, like, this will be easy series for us. These guys play in the last four years, play in the four finals. Yeah. Uh, just a heads up and uh, keep them going. How did you feel going in? Did, was there any nerves or anything like that, just given this playoffs? Like this playoff, uh, you don't feel nerve a lot, nerves a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like it's hard to see how fans after the second period left to the game, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to see. Uh, but I will be better I play like today. Why do you think you just feel a little off? There's a long break between your starts. Do you feel rusty? Yeah, I feel good. Uh, feel good, my body. Yeah, I'm gonna get some. Yeah, everything is good. You know, like uh, I just need to play better. What happened on the Perry goal? Goal? They, they, you know, Sheldon challenged it. Did you feel you were interfered, or how did it go in? Uh, I feel a puck. Uh, you know, like between my skate and the uh, and the post, and he's hit me. And uh, yes, referee said goal. It's goal. You know, like it's hard to do. Hard work with the referee, yeah. We're referee doing hard work and whatever. Yeah, this doesn't matter which right ones, now. Which one's really disappointed you tonight? Which goals? Every six for, for me. Uh, that is uh, Mr. Samson on a postgame, not very happy about things. Um, you know, I might uh, question, I don't know if it's a relevant question, but I'm going to throw it at you. Do, you. do you challenge a goal call when you're, you're killing off a five-minute major? What was the score when that happened? Was it four two to make it five two? Was it five two? Four two. Yeah, I, I I think at that point you're looking at it, you're kind of saying a prayer, and you're hoping maybe uh, it was Corey Perry that made enough contact with the pad that maybe you get one to go your way. Regardless, um, you as I think as a coach in that situation, you're trying to do something to grab your team's attention, and maybe you win one, maybe you win that coach's challenge, and it gives your team a little more of a. Um, of an energy boost in that game, similar to how maybe a fight would. You know the way it goes. If you get a call to go your way, it just feels like there could be some momentum that comes with that. I don't have a problem with him trying um, in that situation, but that's like we, we talked about it, how everything kind of went wrong tonight. Yeah. That's not the issue. Samsonov itself is not the issue. The start itself is not the issue. Like there's there's many different layers and many things that went wrong in this game and that's why you can look at it and say okay it's it's just one like let's get a reset and let's get back at it which ultimately will be the chatter and will be the case but unless they do something about it on Thursday all that is is narrative and that's not what you want it to be you want it to turn into a re- reality on the ice okay just about a minute left uh, so in terms of changes not necessarily deletions for the lineup although you may have some but in terms of who's playing with who how do you how do you swap that out yeah it'll be interesting to see who plays with who i would imagine if uh if Bunting is suspended, which we think he will be, maybe there's an opportunity for Callie Yarncroke to go back up and play with 
um, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and he did a really good job there, and they've played well together there in the past. And I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Hall came out of the lineup for Timothy Lilliger, and Hall was noticeably one of the defensemen who struggled tonight, especially moving the puck and especially early in the game. And one of the things that has made Justin Hall uh, one of the more reliable players in recent games, maybe not over the whole spectrum of a season, is the fact that he played with a little more physicality since the trade deadline, a little more jam. We didn't see that on the first goal. And when you're not going to do that in the first shift of the game, I don't know when you are going to do that. Frankie C., you should take the rest of the night off. Jimmy, I am out of here. I'll see you, pal. Great job tonight. Nice working with you, buddy. Always. Nice to have Carlo with us, too, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yes. This is Leafs Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.